Okay. No, we're on hay. I made it down to hay. When the Rebbe had finished explaining to us the unique character of Bashar Shoshana and Yom Kippur, that both of them have an expression mitzad mitzvah, an expression mitzad tshuva, and also an expression mitzad etzim. Right, the three different levels of our connection to the Yerushalayim. Says something amazing about the Kohen Gadol Baklal and about Tfila Befrat. We also find this idea relative to the Aved of the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur. One of the essential expressions of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, of course, is he went into the Kodesh HaKadosh. It was the only time of the year anybody ever went into Kodesh HaKadosh. They'd hang there to clean it now and then. They'd be suspended in. But no one went in. The Kohen Gadol used to go in and out on, on, on Yom Kippur. Obviously, um, a very special place, a place that we know in times of Bayashani, so I think what, it was 35 years in a row that the Kohen Gadol went in and didn't come out died in there because it was someone who wasn't fit to go. They used to tie a rope around their legs so they could pull them out. Right? A very holy place. al zu nemar b'pasek, regarding this entrance into the Kedosh Kedoshim, it says in the Pasek, v'chol adam lo No one should be in the oil maid. Not allowed to go there. Now, in enough. Of course, the Kohen Gadol does, but it, relative to that place, describing the entrance of the Kohen Gadol, it says, What does that mean? Even those, that it's written about them, that the likeness of their countenance is the likeness of the face of a person, meaning very lofty angels, right, in the Merkava. So there were four legs, four feet, four not wheels of the Merkava and uh, the one was Pnei Adam, angels who looked like people this is said regarding that level of angel called the Chayas Akedis, which we learn about in Davening, right, after everybody says Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish so the Eifanim, the Chayas Akedish asks, so where is he? They're the highest levels of, of angels, the Eifanim and the Chayas Akedish, the two highest levels of the ten levels. The loftiest Malochim, even they, the highest level of Malochim, can't go into the Kedush HaKadoshim. Kloimar. The Aved on Yom Kippur reveals the unity of the Jewish people. The Kohen Gadol, of course, is representing all of us. At that point, what? Yisrael and the King alone. The only two things that exist on that level of reality in the Kodesh HaGadoshim are the Yidin and the Kodesh Baruch. Interestingly enough, in the second base of Mikdash, there was nothing in that room. It was an empty room. Right? There was no iron. Right? There was no iron in the second base of Mikdash. It was taken at the time of the first and 
wasn't put in the in the Kedush Kedushim at the time of the second base of Mikdash, which imagine the Romans go into this room, which is the holiest room. They've been hearing that these Jews go in there and they die every year. They go in. They go in, there's nothing there. It's an empty room. Nothing. First base of Mikdash, there was an iron, which itself was a rather miraculous thing. Okay, but in the second base of Mikdash, nothing. Hmm? So, on... on you just said that, that the, 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 the only two things that, that existed in that, in, in, in that room, um, that level of reality, is, is us and, and God. So that, that meant that the iron, like... No, the iron was also there. What was the iron? The iron was the terror. The terror was there. There is a third thing. But oh, even, okay. though, even though Yom Kippur translates that too, because we see in the second place of Mikdash, that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And we're still there. So that was there. There's no question. The first place of Mikdash, that was there. But that doesn't represent something at Gashmias, right? I mean, it didn't even take up space, right? Right. I mean, it did, but it didn't. Huh? Is it going to uh, be in the third base of Gashmias? That's right, Hashem, absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully that one, which is evidently buried somewhere in the Harabayas. Right. Hmm? Yesed furthermore, Kenisasa, the entrance shall Akain Godel, the Kedish Gadashim of the Kain Godel into Kedish Gadashim, I said, Gamba Bayashani. That's what I was going to say, what we just talked about. There wasn't even iron Kedish. There was nothing. Why did it say Chaser? Lacking. Missing. Was. It was missing. It wasn't there. It was supposed to be there. I'll be the Psukim in the Torah. It's supposed to be there, but it wasn't there. If, it had, if they had found it, if they knew where it was, if whatever, then it would have been there, but it wasn't there. From this we understand that this is an entrance into a place and a level of reality which is even beyond Torah, which is what we just said outside. Even the highest expression of Torah, which is the Torah that is expressed through letters that are carved into stone, not simply written on parchment, meaning the letters become part of the Gashmias, which is a higher level than simply writing writing with ink on, on, on some parchment. So that's two things that are separate that come together in a state of unity, whereas the letters that are written in the Luches were mamish part of the Luches. They weren't separate, they were carved into the Luches. As a matter of fact, they were carved right through the Luches. So they were, they were very miraculous letters. Right? A Samach or a Mem had a piece of stone floating in the air in the middle, right? But what was even more impressive about the Luches was what? The other side of the Right, you could read them from both sides, even though it was carved into stone. Gashmis, of course, can't happen, but those Luches, that's what, that's how they looked, right? So even those Luches, even that expression of terror, the most powerful expression of terror imaginable, even that wasn't there, because our connection to the Abish is beyond that. The difference between tshuva, that's the tshuva that is a result of Torah, in other words, the tshuva prescribed by Torah, and then the tshuva, the slamaylamina Torah, meaning the Jew's essential connection to a Kaddish Baruch that transcends Torah, because that level of connection is not affected positively or negatively by Torah, right? That level of connection. That level of connection (coughs) 
the job in these two seats is to touch the screen. It's a very, very important job. This is low-tech, high-tech. It's still like that? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not, it might, I'm not sure. We haven't... We don't want to test it. It doesn't seem to be like that. And we know there's a level of tshuva based on the famous Chazal. Right, Chazal say that a person that doesn't evade us, so what should they do? So, Nevuah says one thing, the Torah says another thing, and the Abishtim says another thing. Nevuah says he should die. The prophet says he should die. Torah says he should bring a korban. There's truth, al Torah. You do certainly have to do it in favor. So there's a response, al Torah. Torah is full of all sorts of halachas and mitzvahs regarding someone who's transgressed. Right? And then the, 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 the third entry in the Medrash, famous, famous Medrash, Kaddish Baruch says, Yase tshuva v'izkapa. We should do tshuva and help v'izkapa. You know, at the highest level, which is connected to the Ebrishter, beyond Torah. Because obviously, there's a level of connection that the Jew has with the Ebrishter beyond Torah. Otherwise, if he broke the level of Torah, so then there wouldn't be any connection anymore. Right? That's what we learned in the, earlier in the Mimer, Sicha. Again, this is a Mimer that was turned into a Sicha. Right? The, the, the three different levels of connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu. What are they? Thank you. Mitzvah, tshuva, etzim. Those are the three levels. There's a level of your connection to a Kaddish Baruch expressed by mitzvah, which is the most external expression of your connection. doesn't mean it's not important, incredible, amazing, beyond anything we can imagine. But it's still, of the three, the, the, the most external, because you're only connected if you're doing the mitzvah, and if you're not doing the mitzvah, you're not connected. And on that level. There's obviously a deeper level called tshuva. Tshuva is a level of connection to a Kaddish Baruch that transcends mitzvah. How do you know? Because when you break the level of connection based on mitzvah, there's still something called tshuva. You can still re- reconnect because there's a deeper connection beyond simply doing what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. Can't be connected in this world if you don't do what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, but there's a, conne- there's a way of fixing that lack of connection by virtue of something called tshuva. And then there's the deepest level, which is etzim, which is the essential connection of the yid to the Ebrister, which isn't affected negatively or positively by anything we do. It's just an essential connection that is. So a tshuva shal yidei the Rebbe says, he bechinas gilui levad. That's a level of revealed reality. I mean, that's a level of tshuva that's done within the context of conscious you and me. Right. And, and we have to we have to reestablish a connection. Ah, tshuva, even though this level of tshuva, is beyond tar, as we said earlier. Right? Because again, obviously tshuva comes from a deeper place than uh, in terms of our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch than simply the performance of Torah, because if it weren't that case, then if you broke the Torah, then there wouldn't be something called tshuva. Tshuva, again, is a deeper connection. It's the, the mushal we brought. I did, not, I did not make up the mushal. I simply uh, expressed it. The mushal of someone who works in a company, if his only connection to the company is what he does, so if he doesn't do it, he's fired. That's the end of the connection. That's akin to mitzvahs. But if his father owns the company, so he can always get his job back, that's a deeper level of connection than simply doing what he does in the office in the in the in the office building. It's connected to the company if he does what he what he's supposed to do. There's no question. 
there's a deeper connection. Therefore, tshuva is beneficial. Tshuva is beneficial regarding the pagam, the blemish that a person might have caused in his relationship with the Kaddish Baruch relative to the Tariq Mitzvah Zatar, the 613 Mitzvahs of the Tether, Kalel, including Mitzvah Talmatera. Even Talmatera, Shikanegat Kula. person is Mavatal Terra. So we can do tshuva for being Mavatal Terra. Nevertheless, even this level of tshuva, the tshuva al yadei Torah, the tshuva that's prescribed by the Torah, is gilui. It's still a revealed level, right? And we said earlier, it's measured. How much tshuva did the person do? Well, it depends on the person. How serious were they? What they think about this time of year? How how successfully are we taking advantage of this incredible time of year called the Yisraelim Meitzu? How successful am I being at taking so so so? That's that can be measured. Everybody's different. That level of tshuva is something that can is 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 expressed in a revealed state. It might not be revealed to someone else, but it's only revealed to that person consciously. They understand how connected they are. What are they doing? Are they using their time? What's important? Okay. So, then that's real. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's tshuva. But it's still something measurable, as the Rebbe said earlier in the Sikha. But the tshuva that's beyond Torah. And what's that? Is a state of absolute unity with the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because mitzad etzem and neshama, in terms of the essence of our soul, that is a place that is essentially connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. No mitzvah that we do can make that connection any more powerful and no Avedah that a person can do can make that connection any less powerful. When that, and the Rebbe explained to us, Itzuma Shoyem Mechaper, explaining the Machlekes Rebbe and the Chachamim and the Baraisa quoted in the Gemara and Shvuas, what was the Machlekes Rebbe and the Chachamim? Say you need to do tshuva. Also, the day doesn't not just the day itself atones. Beautiful, Rabbi. Just, uh, just, just, just the day, right? is whether or not you have to do tshuva on Yom in order for the day of Yom Kippur to bring about atonement. The day is called a Yom of Kippur of Kapara. <coughs> so obviously, there's a level of Kapara in the day of Yom Kippur greater than the level of Kapara that one receives simply as a result of doing tshuva. Because if there weren't, then I don't need Yom Kippur. Just do tshuva and, be, and, and reach a level of kapara. What's unique about Yom Kippur? So both positions in the, in the, in the Baraisa say that itzumel shoyem mechaper, the essence of the day atones. The question is, how do you tap into that? According to Rebbe, you just are alive for the 26 hours of Yom Kippur. Don't do anything to transgress Yom Kippur, but you don't have to do any serious tshuva. The day itself affects your neshama. According to Rebbe, you have to do a certain amount of tshuva to open the door to get into that place, so to speak. But once you've opened the door with your tshuva, however limited that might be, you end up in a place that's completely beyond anything you can imagine, and you receive absolute, complete, and total cleansing. How does that work? So the Rebbe explained, and we're, just, we're reviewing the sicha because we're finishing the sicha. The Rebbe explained, how does that work? That works because what level of connection 
of the Jewish people to HaKadosh Baruch who is revealed on Yom Kippur, the essential connection where there is no Avera. There is no illness. There is no lack of health. Nothing. It's completely healthy and good and connected. When that level is revealed, then Mamela, consequently, all wrongdoing falls away and disappears. Right? The essence of the the essence of the diseased heart is still a heart. It's still a heart. And a heart is define a heart. So obviously if you define a heart, you define a healthy heart. That's what it is. Ah, it might be diseased, that's true, but that's a diseased heart. It's not a heart as it's supposed to be. What's a heart supposed to be? Well, okay, so you ask a doctor, he'll tell you what a heart does and how fast, how powerful the muscle is and how many times it pumps. It's a ba 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 ba. That's a heart. Okay. So imagine if in physicality all of a sudden a diseased heart could become a healthy heart. Why? Because it reverted back to its essential state as a heart. Beautiful, amazing. That's what happens to our Nishoma on Yom Kippur. Reverts back to its essential state and its essential state is it's completely pure, unblemished by any negative activity that might have happened in this world. Because there's a level of our neshama's connection to a Kaddish Baruch that completely transcends anything that goes on in this world, positive or negative, and that's called etzim and neshama. So the Rebbe explained. So tshuva on that level, the kapara that comes about as a result of that is a function of the complete and total unity of the Jewish people with the essence of a Kaddish Baruch. And just like in the time of the Beis Mikdash. That expression, the nutra, his kashus, ha'atzmis, <coughs> which brought about the essential connection, shebein neshamis Yisrael, lebein hakadosh baruch it was expressed in this world. How al yaday by virtue of a kenisa shel akayin gadol akedish akadoshim by the entrance of the akayin gadol into akedish akadoshim beyemeki purim. Kain Gadol represents all of the Jewish people. Who's in there? Two things. Now again, in the first base of Mikdash, there was a third. In the second base of Mikdash, even it wasn't there because the connection between Am Yisrael and the Abishter transcends even that. It's called the Torah. Very, very important Medrash, which Baruch Hashem, because we're finishing this, we have a time to learn the Medrash, and it's an incredibly important Medrash that everybody has to know and also understands understand the, the, the difference between two different ways of looking at the Jewish people. The Medrash, the, the, the Medrash that Rashi quotes says, it's, uh, the Pasuk says, Bereshus bara Elohim It's a Pasuk that you might be familiar with. You don't have to get very far in the Torah to have learned that one. Right? Okay. So what, is, what does Chazal say? Base Reishis. Two first things. That creation was for the sake of two things. Yisrael v'oraisa. Yisrael and the Torah. The Jewish people and the Torah. And that's a Medrash in Bereshus Rab. And it then quotes Psukim about Am Yisrael being a Rashis and the Torah being a Rashis. Rashis Chochmah. Okay. There's another, that's the, that's the Medrash Rashi quotes in Chumash, in that Pasuk. There's another Medrash, Tanit Be'eliyahu. The Medrash goes further. Same Medrash, it just continues, like a Baraisa continues where Mishnah often stops. And what, what, is, the, what is the Medrash in Tanit Be'eliyahu say? Mi Rishon, of those two, who's first? Who came first, Yisrael or Torah? So the Medrash says, Yisrael, Yisrael. In the Torah it says, speak to the Jewish people. So obviously the Jewish people are there because the Torah is written for the Jewish people. Oh, now what's the difference? And let's say the Torah is first. Well, the question is, what's reality all about? 
Down here, there's no question that the Torah tells us what to do. We don't tell the Torah what to do. No question. Absolutely no question. But what? If a person thinks that that's absolute reality, then what? How will he look at the world? He'll look at the world and he'll say, the thing, the thing that's most important is Torah. But there has to be a people to keep the Torah, and that's called the Jewish people. Ah, what about a Jew who doesn't keep the Torah? It's worthless. Because really, what's the Abish to want? What's Torah? I but a Yidu doesn't keep Torah, it's just a brochel of a Tola. Right? Might as well not exist. Because the whole purpose of the Jewish people is to keep the Torah. Now, inside our existence down here, there's no question that our whole purpose is to keep the Torah. There's no question about that. Right? The reason we keep the Torah is to reveal Elokus and Elam Hazar, but there's no question that we can't, we can, we, we're not allowed to decide we're not keeping the Torah. The Abishta will let us if we want, but that's a ridiculous decision. Okay. But despite that, it doesn't mean that that Jew doesn't keep the Torah is worthless. Why? Because ultimately, what's, what does the Abishta really want? I'm Yisrael. That's what came first. The neshamas of the Jewish people came first. Aye, then what? A Torah. What's the Torah? The Torah is the vehicle to allow the Yid and Elam Hazar to reveal who he is and what he is and what he's all about and to bring about the, 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 the ultimate purpose of his creation, which is to reveal Elokus and Elam Hazar. The Torah serves the Yid. Now, that doesn't mean that down here that the Yid can tell the Torah what to do. No, 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 no. The Torah tells us what to do down here. There's no question. The Torah says, jump, you jump. But wh- what, what is the Torah, Ba'etzim? Yisrael came first, the Medrash says. What the Abishter is interested in is Am Yisrael. He's interested in a people that will go into Elam Hazah and reveal him there. But they need a Kli to do that, and that Kli is called Torah. So what about the Jew who doesn't keep the Torah? He's still that being that the Abishter is absolutely crazy about and, and created the whole world for. He's just not doing what he's there to do. It's a fisfus. It's a completely missed opportunity. But does it mean that he's worthless? Not worthless at all. Still a yid. Yisrael shechot Yisrael. A Jew that doesn't have is still a Jew. That's the problem. If he did an affair and he's not a yid, so then fine. Someone's Michal Shabbos once, he's always Yiddish guy, and that's that. Doesn't never Michal Shabbos again. No, that's not true. Same thing happens next Shabbos. Shabbos, why? Because he's still as much a Jew as Meshur Abenu. Which is a completely different way of looking at the world. That medrash. Without that medrash, you could look at Yidin who don't keep the Torah as Pashat, a waste of time. And there are people who relate to Yidin that way. Unfortunately, right. therefore, what, 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 when you try to get a yid to keep Torah, what's if either you get them from, or it's not worth it. If you get them from, then they're fine. But if you don't get them from, it's a waste of time. Why? Because they're just not worth it. Because it's all about Torah, and if they're not connected to Torah, it's a waste of time. If the yid is first, then every single mitzvah you can get that Jew to do is 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 is, is of unbelievable importance. Ah, you didn't get the Jew from. I say so. I mean, obviously, you want to get person from. Why? So they'll do more mitzvahs from people. What's the difference between a from person and not from person? One does more mitzvahs, one does less. They both do a Right? Both those from people and those fry people both do favors. Which the, the, the from people are worse because they know it's in a favor. Right? The fry people don't know it's in a favor. 
So they're they're not as bad as the food. And they do a The from people do a lot less of favors. There's no question. They also do more mitzvahs. They're any more Jewish? They're acting more Jewish. In essence, are they more Jewish? No, they're exactly the same. They're acting in a much more Jewish way, which is what it's about. You have to act Jewish. That shouldn't be an act, right? But you have to do Jewish things as we do. What does that mean? Keep there, mitzvahs. There's no. That's what we do. That's who we are. And if we don't do that, then we're like a, a, a monkey who decided that he's a horse. It's just completely absurd. It's ridiculous. He walks around on all four and goes, you know, and, and I don't know whatever horses do. Tells people to jump on his back and he rides around. It's completely ridiculous. Because he's a monkey. What he is. So stop pretending you're a horse. I can only imagine a monkey wearing horseshoes. Horseshoes, okay. There you go. Clopping along. That would have to hurt. It doesn't work. Okay. So what's, what's Yom Kippur? Yom, Yom Kippur is a revelation of that place in the Jewish Neshama that's completely connected to the Abishta beyond the Torah. Such that what we do, Al Torah, doesn't affect that level. And that's the entrance of the of the Kohen Gadol into Kedusha Kadosh. Kach gam ata so too now. How how in the world can we possibly reach and express such a state of connection to Kedusha Baruch on our Yom Kippur without a base of Mikdash? Because every single one of us up until this point in our life have spent Yom Kippur without a base of Mikdash. Bezushem, this year we'll spend Yom Kippur in the base of Mikdash. We'll see how it really is supposed to happen. We won't have a clue what's going on, but okay, so it will be okay. That's why uh, this the, every year the Tfil of Yom Kippur is an expression of that. Because Tfilah, of course, is in the place of Karbonus. And just like during the, the every day, we daven three times a day relative to the different Karbonus that were brought. The Karbon in the morning, the Karbon in the afternoon, and the fact that Karbonus, that the, the leftovers could be burnt on the altar in the evening. So we, we daven marav. Was for once it was only permissible. Now it's obligatory because we took it upon ourselves as obligatory. And what is this? What, what, what's that about? So the Rebbe explains. Yom Kippurim who are Yom Hayochid b'Shana. Yom Kippur is the one day of the year, the only day of the year. Shechayovim lispalo bechamesh tefilos that we daven five times. During the year, we usually daven three. Special days, four. One day a year, five. What does that represent? <laughs> the five tefillahs correspond to the five different levels of the soul. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, yechida, which we've talked about. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, those three different levels of Neshama that are clothed in the body and power us in our everyday conscious existence. Nefesh is responsible for action, ruach for speech and midas, emotions, neshama for seichel, intellect. Chaya, chaya is a makif level of neshama that's not clothed in the body, but the chaya shebenefesh, your chaya shebenefesh right now as you're down here in Elam Hazer, 
learning a sicha, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, your Chayesh of is in a place called Gan Eden, experiencing quite powerful revelation of God. And that'll be the source of the Ratzon of your Nefesh Abamis. Superconscious you. Now, you're not aware of that place. I mean, you're aware of the fact that such a place exists, but you have no clue what that looks like, because we don't know what metaphysical reality looks like. We only know what physical reality looks like. Okay, but there's that place called Gan Eden. So whether our Neshama is in Gan Eden, Tachtein, or it's in Gan Eden, El Yoyin, that depends on just how lofty our Neshama is, okay, that's Chayesh of Nefesh. Chayesh of Nefesh is a level of our soul, it's a level of me, but it's not connected to this goof. There's a part of my soul that's in the goof, powering the goof, connected to the goof, acting within the context of conscious reality in the goof. And then there's a level of me that's part of some superconscious level of reality. That's called Chayesh Abenevish. And then there's Yechidish Abenevish, which is the name of the essence of the soul. That part of us that is completely and totally essentially connected to a Kaddish Baruch. One with him. Inseparable. Oh, so now, during the week, we daven three times. Why? Because we relate to Kaddish Baruch within the context of the three different levels of neshama that are responsible for our conscious reality and our avoda during the week is very much a function of conscious me encountering the physical world and trying to deal with that in a godly way and in a proper way and elevating the moments that we that we experience in in in, in the way they could be and hopefully should be elevated, etc. That's nefesh ruach neshama. That's everyday life. We daven three times. There are special days where a fourth level of soul is revealed. It's called the neshama. You say it often. A fourth level of soul is revealed on Shabbos, Yom Tif, Rosh So those days we daven a fourth time to correspond to that fourth level of soul that's revealed on those special days. Those are days we feel more powerfully our connection to a Kaddish Baruch. Consciously. So that, that level is more consciously revealed, and so we, we can consciously daven four times. There's one day a year where the fifth level is revealed. Hatfila chamishis, the fifth davening, the fifth prayer that we daven, shemispailim rak b'yem kippurim. Used to be they davened it on all fast days, but not now. Rak b'yem kippurim hu tfilas ne'ilah. It's ne'ilah, the end of davening. Nila means to close. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uba misgales, and in that tefillah it's revealed bechinas a yechidah That's the tefillah where the level of yechidah benefish is revealed, the level of our essential connection to the Abishter is revealed, kefishi meuchedes imakadosh baruch that a person is completely united, completely one with the kadosh baruch Vasham and there ain mokim lashum davar. There is no room for anything milvad except the Kaddish Baruch Hu B'nai Yisrael. Ni'il is the expression of that state of reality. Because on that state of reality, as we talked about on Thursday, on the other four levels of neshama, there's a corollary in the nefesh abamis. There's a nefesh of the nefesh abamis. There's a ruach of the nefesh abamis. <coughs> there's a neshama of the nefesh abamis. Meaning there's seichel of the Nevesh human intellect, seichel of the Nevesh There's also a rotson of the Nevesh which is chayesh of Nevesh. It's a desire, a subconscious desire of the Nevesh no question. There's a level of Nevesh that's not conscious you. Well, absolutely, that, that's the most problematic part of the Nevesh 
subconscious, whatever's stirring and boiling and bubbling down there, who knows? Okay? There's no, there's no level of nefesh of Amis that corresponds to chayish, yechidosh of nefesh. Because that's a place of absolute elokus. Oh. So that's the place where there's nothing else. There's, not, there's two things that exist on that level of reality. Yidin and the Ebishtim. Nishmas Yisrael and the Kodesh Baruch There isn't anything else. Even the Torah hasn't come into existence yet in that place. Even though the Torah comes from the same place. That's why we say Yisrael v'oraisa v'kuchabrihu kuluchat. Am Yisrael, the Torah, and the Abish are one. And how is it that Am Yisrael expresses that oneness? Through Torah. There's no question down here. There's no other way of expressing that other than through the Torah. A person can't say, oh, I'm essentially connected. I'll do it my way. No, 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 it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Why not? Because God said it doesn't work, and he's, he's in charge. Because he came first. <laughs> Before anything. <coughs> okay but there's a level of reality where there's just the neshama and Yisrael and that's what we saw earlier right in the second base of Mignesh, there was no iron in the, in the Kedush HaKadosh and this is what it means Ne'ilo means to close the gates we're closing all the gates oh what does it mean and we don't let anyone in. And who's found in there? Only Am Yisrael and the and the Abish. It's very interesting. Without Chassidus, how does everybody explain the Ila? Without Panimi Satara? It's the final closing of the gates. The gates are closing. Where? In front of me. The gates are closing, and I'm throwing. Listen to drushes before in the Ila. This is what people will say. The gates are closing. I have to throw in my last tefillah. This is my last chance to throw in my tefillahs in a positive way before those gates close. What does it mean the gates are closing? Where are they closing? Not in front of me, behind me. And there's only me and the Ebershter. That's all there is. is Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Nothing else exists in that place in reality. Nothing. That's the evil. It's the ultimate expression of the Kareem Godel and the Kaidish Kadosh. And we get to experience that every single year in our Davenant. That's Ne'ila. And not only in Ne'ila. The Rebbe is about to explain. But that's, the, that's how Panimi Yisitara explains Ne'ila. It's not that we're throwing in our, our last prayers as the gates are closing in front of us. The gates are closing behind us. And it's just the Abishter and us. That's it. <coughs> that's all there is in existence. And even though this this level, Mizgalis, is revealed essentially only the fifth Tfila. That seems enough. Our, our Minag, there's two, the, the Minag of most of the Jewish people, and it's based on a Zoyar, it's a completely holy, wonderful Minag is to say from Rosh Hashanah all the way through the Aser Samei in Kaddish, Le'ela u Le'ela. Two times Le'ela in Kaddish. We don't. Which is why if you have a Chiyuv and you're a Lubavitcher, you have to make sure you're davening Lubavitch Minyanim or everybody's going to correct you every single Kaddish. Right? <laughs> which is why I came here Friday morning this week. <laughs> I just didn't want to deal with it. Okay. 
Nimrod Schaefer, they would have corrected me. Now, a friend, we were talking about it in the Fabrengen at the end of Rosh Hashanah and Shul. There's these three people who are saying Kaddish and Shul, so we were talking about, you know, what are we going to do with Leilu, Leila? So one of the guys said, well, just say Leila, and everybody else will correct you and say, well, Leila, and then you're fine. Mm. <laughs> so he said, okay, fine. <coughs> but um, when do we, we say it only by Neila. Even Yom Kippur, we don't say it. By Neila. It's the only time we say it. The Zayah says to say it every I mean, there's obviously different positions in the Zayah, but there is a position in the Zayah that says to say it every ta- every Kaddish, all through a Zayah, <coughs> which is what most of the Jewish people do. It's a beautiful minah. happens to be in Lubavitch, so we... Paskin that you only say Leila in the in the last Kadeshim, the Kadeshim of Neila. Ma'av Shibachina Zumi's Galas Beikur Betfilis Neila. Hare Bachlolus, but in general, Kayemis Bechina Zu Gam Bechola Yomama Shel Yomakipurim. This level exists in all a Yomama is a 24 hour day. Right? When you want to make sure that when you want, because if you say yom, so then yom of course can be day as opposed to night. Yomama means by definition a 24-hour day. B'chol ha-yomama shel yom, even though Yom Kippur we know is 26 hours, we go into the 26th hour of Shem Havaya. Kam b'chol ha-yomama shel yom ha-kippur. Kefi ha-loshen, as the language of Chazal relating to Yom Kippur, yom shenishchai v'chamesh tefilas. The whole day is a day of five tefillahs, even though you only daven the fifth tefillah once, but the whole day is a day of five tefillahs. So the whole day is a day of a revelation of Etzim and the Shama. That revelation comes into focus most powerfully in the fifth tefillah. And that's why in that tefillah we dafka say Leilu, Leilu. That's why in that tefillah we're dafka closed in only with the Abish, even though that's basically an expression of the whole day, as we've seen in the whole seal. Kloimar, Afsha kol chelik zman that even though each piece of time of the day Mechuyev is obligated but tefillah prati shalayim the particular unique tefillah of its time be'erev so of course in the evening tefillah sarevis be'beker shachris yitzbizet in kolze nevertheless who yom shenishchayev bechamesh tefillahs yom kippur is a day in which you're obligated five tefillahs. Why? And this is wrapping up everything we said. Ki in general, hu yeim shemeir Because in general, it's a day where that fifth level illuminates. Bechinus yechido, that level of yechido shebenefesh. Which is the level in which Anisham is essentially connected to the Eishtu. Okay. As we said earlier, as you can see at the bottom of the page, this is based on a, on a mimer called Kol Adam that the Rebbe said in, in Tavshin Chav Gimel. But uh, it was put, it's also, they, when it was printed as a sicha, so it was printed also with certain things that the Rebbe says in, in the sicha of Simchas Torah that year. Right? But it appears that they're in, in Lakutis, especially in the first four volumes of Lakutis sichas, there's a number of mimerim that were turned into sichas to be included in the volume. The Rebbe... The Rebbe was very involved in the printing of Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalit, uh, even more so than the later volumes. Still involved in the later volumes, but very, very involved in these volumes. 
Ad Greikach that the Rebbe refers to Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit and Lakuti Sichas as my Shulchan Aruch. So certainly a reasonable hakulata to make. It's the beginning of the year. We haven't started reading the Torah yet. We'll start reading the Torah in a few weeks. That's today. So 15 days from now, we're going to say 15 days from now, we'll start reading the Torah again. Gracious. You can make a chlota that you're going to learn a sicha from Chelek Aleph and Chelek Base. You do that for one year. The short sichas, relatively. There's one for each parsha in or in the in Chelek Aleph. It's Bereishi Shmeis and Veikra, and in Chelek Base it's Bamidbar and Devarim. You can make a chlota that you're going to learn a sicha from those halakim all year long, and you'll finish that this year, and then next year you'll make another achlati, you'll say you'll do Gimel and Dalet the year after that. Right? And you'll finish in two years the most basic and important sikhas. That doesn't mean there aren't other very important sikhas all over in Lakute sikhas, not in Lakute sikhas that weren't printed that are in his Seferis Vadius in the Fabrenians of the Rebbe. But, but in terms of the most fundamental sikhas, you want to understand the Rebbe's view of the world and everything that comes after is based on these sikhas, so learn Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit. It's all there. It's like learning Tanya. Right? You learn Tanya, so you have to learn Tanya. And when you learn Chassidus, you realize that everything you learn in Chassidus, is, it's, you'll, you'll find it somewhere in Tanya. Okay. So the Rebbe's Tanya is Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit. It doesn't say Tarja Bechsav. It doesn't call it. It calls it... Okay, so again, just to review, we have a couple of minutes just to review, make sure that we remember what the, the Rebbe asked. The original question in the, in the Sikha was, Pshat in the Machlekes Rebbe and the Chachamim in the, in the Baraisa in Shavuos, it's brought in Gemara Shavuos, the Baraisa is, the, the, the Baraisa says, that Rebbe says you don't have to do Tshuva on Yom Kippur because Itzu Moshe Mechaper and the Chachamim say you have to do Tshuva. The Rebbe explains that the Machlekes is not whether or not the essence of the day is Mechaper. Everybody agrees the essence of the day is Mechaper. The Machlekes is only if you need Tshuva in order to access that. Then the Rebbe asks, how can it possibly be that the essence of the day is mechaper? I understand how tshuva is mechaper. How is tshuva mechaper? Well, what's the basis of tshuva? What is the first point of tshuva? First, you have to obviously understand you did an Avera, but the beginning of the tshuva process is what? The Rebbe talked about it? Remorse. Remorse, not guilt. Harata. What's harata? Harata is you undo the pleasure you got from the Avera. That's harata. Harata is the Avera no longer gives you pleasure. An Avera that you don't do anymore can give you pleasure years later. Lots of people sitting in, in and I'm just using Balchuvas as an example, right, because their Averas are more obvious, right? The Balchuva sitting in the dormitory in his Balchuva yeshiva describing some great event from his college life, and, and guys are going, wow, whoa, that sounds wild. That, that, okay, at that moment, what is he, what is he experiencing from that Avera? Pleasure. Meaning he has not uprooted that Avera from himself at all. He's, and not only has he not uprooted the Avera, he's, he's experiencing pleasure from that Avera right now. As he's sitting in the dormitory in some yeshiva in some holy neighborhood in Yerushalayim. Because he's going back over it. And guys are going, oh, wow, cool. Okay. The, 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 we understand, so the Rebbe explains. Harata... Undied. A true remorse means I no longer get pleasure from that. As a matter of fact, I get the opposite of pleasure. It bothers me that I did such a thing. <coughs> okay. 
That means I've truly uprooted it. So that I understand how that can bring about uh, a certain cleansing. But how in the world can the essence of the day bring about a, a cleansing? How does that work, the Rebbe asked? Living through a time, I, I, there has to be, I have to connect to some, bring about some change in myself. Then I can see how I'll, uh, I'll change. There'll be, a, there'll be a cleansing. The answer the Rebbe gave, the Rebbe explained the union of Yom Kippur. Three different levels of the connection of the Jewish people to Kodesh Baruch Hu, mitzvah, tshuva, essence. As Hananya said so nicely when the question was asked. Right? Those three different levels of connection. Yom Kippur is the day when the third level, the level of, also Rosh Hashanah, but Yom Kippur is the day when that third level is revealed in the most powerful way. Therefore, Itzum Hashir On that third level, there is no Avera. The Avera didn't reach that place. On that level, your soul is completely, the, the, the mushal we had was the pink lungs. Your soul is pink and healthy on that level. None of the smoke and soot and tar and nicotine of the, of the metaphysical cigarettes of Averas has affected the soul. The other levels are affected, not Etzim <coughs> So when that level is revealed, Mamela, my soul is in a state of absolute health again. And that's Itzim HaShayim Mechap. Then the Rebbe explained, they said two different ideas about the, 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 the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And then what we learned today, the union of the Kinesis of the Kain Godling, the Kedesh Kadashim being an expression of this, and our expression of it in our days is davening specifically in the Ilah, the davening of the whole day in general, but in the Ilah in particular. So every one of us can uh, learn this Sikh again a few times between now and Yom Kippur. So then Yom Kippur, you get, can, it'll be something you can remind yourself of so that when you're feeling a, a little hungry and you're feeling a little tired and you're a little annoyed that you have to stand up again and you were sort of enjoying sitting down and everybody stood up. You look around, it seems everybody but the guys who clearly don't know what's going on, they're standing up, okay, so I guess I'll stand up again. This is sort of annoying. I was at the, My back hurts and my feet hurt and I don't have read anything to really hold on to when I'm standing up and it's like not so comfortable. I like to let's see that some people here dabbing against the walls and they've got a wall they can lean on. Uh, I've got two walls dabbing in a corner. It's very, very helpful. lean against the side wall or lean against what's in front of me because it's a bookshelf. So it's, very, it's a great place. Okay. Unless you're dabbing from the other, then you can't lean on <laughs> So you lead, you may find. Could be over, and maybe I wouldn't mind by having a cup of coffee and a glass of orange juice and a croissant or something. I don't know, something, some scones. So just remember what Yom Kippur is. Yom Kippur is a day where eating is not shy, like the Rabbi also told us, right? It's eating in Yom Kippur. What have you done? You, you, you put yourself in a place where you're not in Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur, you're in a place that's completely transcendent of food. It's not that you're not eating because of some negative event. You're not eating because of something so incredibly positive. You've completely transcended the state where food is part of your reality. So now, that doesn't mean that there isn't a level of me, conscious me, that's still in a place where food's part of my reality. Okay, so get out of that place. Work on getting out of there. Realize that, wait a minute, I have a choice right now. I can tap into the place where food's real and stew in the food. I can tap into a place that's transcendent of food. The Abish is giving me an opportunity. It's called Yom Kippur. If I want to tap into that place, I can. Or I can just sit and 
bubble away in the place where I'm hungry. It's a challenge, definitely. Hard day. We have a love-hate relationship at this time of year. On one hand, we look forward to it all year because it's just so absolutely incredible and amazing and uplifting and, 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 and fundamental to everything about our lives. On the other hand, it's hard and we can't wait till it's over. Most people feel both of those. The Rebbe doesn't, but most of us do. If we're honest, we're honest with our friends. It's part of Yom Kippur, I can't wait. It's the most amazing. It's also part of you can't wait till it's over. I <laughs> can't wait till it's over. Oh, both of those. What part of me can't wait till it's over? My neighbor's a bomb. He lives with me. He's there all the time. And he's really looking forward to it. He loves sukkahs. Loves sukkahs. My neighbor's a bomb. Loves sukkahs. He just loves it. It's his favorite week of the year. He just loves it. Which is good. That's a good thing for your neighbor's a bomb. delight. But I mean, he loves it. Oh. This year, Baruch Hashem, our daughter from Australia is coming with her kids, and it's all, can't wait, Friday morning, pick them up, 7 a.m., can't wait. That's after Yom Kippur. Oh, boy, great. Okay. And every other keys, Yom Kippur gets to really be himself, you know. Ah, ah, one day a year I get to really, for bring. So we choose. It's up to us. We can sit there and feel sorry for ourselves and we're hungry and we're tired and have a headache. Almost everybody gets a headache, right? Some sort of headache, a little bit more, a little less. I mean, you don't eat for 25, 26 hours. That's not a natural state of being, Baruch Hashem, because we're blessed with a lot of food. There are people who go through that all the time, but we're not dead. <coughs> so, it's hard to do. Eating really isn't the issue, right? Everybody says it, but you should know it, Rabbi. Richten says he doesn't want to sound like your like his, your mother, but drink, just drink all day Tuesday. Just drink. Well, you start at Monday. Just hydrate yourself beyond belief. You might even wake up in the middle of the night like a middle ager. No problem. <laughs> just drink. Fill yourself up with water because the only thing that's really going to bother you is the lack of liquid. Dehydration is the only thing that I mean, you, you can eat. You cannot eat for days. Drinking. So in terms of the gashimis of it, drink a lot. Okay. If you're a coffee addict, so the last thing you should do before you fast, have a cup of coffee. So at least the time limit is the least if you're one of those. If you're not, fine. There's those people who stand under the lentil and drink upside down. You can do all those things, fine. But, but you know, the bottom line is just drink. But the most important thing is to remember what Yom Kippur is. Yom Kippur is really this absolutely unbelievable experience and opportunity. It's amazing. It's, it's incredible. Hard? Well, I think that's the thing we read at the beginning. If you're only looking for easy things, then life's really hard. If you're looking, you're not afraid of something that's hard, then life's not so hard at all. Anyway, we should all have a chasim or gemar chasim teva, a good geben shdior. We'll have a shir tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll find something short on sukkahs. Well, I mean, we're not going to be able to learn a whole mimer, but I'll find something short. We'll learn some pieces of a mimer on sukkahs tomorrow. It's our last year. And uh, <coughs> you should just enjoy the time. Today you can elevate every Sunday. Not only do you elevate every Sunday of last year, the Rebbe says very, very clearly that you can also give kayach to every Sunday of this year. Yom Rishon, not Sunday, every Yom Rishon. And uh, take advantage of this time. It's an amazing time.
He leaves. Ah, the Nevsha Barmish gets in there and finds also it's a ways to trick us into not using it. Go upside Tell him to get five. Always have to listen. Okay.